Everybody, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing great, Todd. Great. It's been a busy day today. Lots of lots of calls and doing some live recordings and stuff like that too. So it's been fun. Yeah, I uh I I actually talked to my team about <laughs> the uh the meeting situation and uh yeah, this week, I think I'm, I just did the math. I think even though it's Wednesday, I think I've already done 25 hours in meetings and it's not just them. It's, you know, <laughs> client calls and everything. And I'm like, there's only 24 hours in a work day and we're taking two hours here. So, you know, come on. <laughs> but I was just talking about this on the, the, the last show that I was on, um, <clears throat> It'd be great if we could clone ourselves. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> you know, here's, here's what it's going to boil down to at some point. I'm, I'm out of cycles, so it will have to be a PA or something like that. I'm going to have to hire somebody at some point. <laughs> it's going to have to be an experienced podcaster, I would think. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, and you know, that's the hard part is, you know, I want someone in the office, so I don't want to, you know, if, if uh, you're, it's, it's, it's a, not the same to do it virtual. Is that what you're saying? I, I not, it's not going to be as effective, especially, you know, cause if you think about the role of a true PA, mm -hmm. you know, I could spend as much time handing stuff off and letting them do scheduling as scheduling it myself. So right. they, they almost have to have access to your master email. So what, what, what do right. folks do in, in your calendar? Too, <laughs> right. right. What, what calendar is the easy part. So those of you that, you know, are big shots <laughs> and have a PA already, how, how right. do you, you know, how do you hand this load off to them effectively, you know, because mm -hmm. I don't want to cause myself more work. Well, there might be more work uh, at the beginning, right? Yeah, maybe. You kind of yeah. get them oriented and get them up to speed, but over the long run, it might, you know, give you time. Yeah. And that's the key is getting time back, you know, and there's, you know, it's just not PA. It's like, you know, if I had all the money Libsyn had, I would probably hire three or four or five positions immediately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause you guys, you guys got a lot of money. You just hire people and, you know, take care of the stuff that you need to get taken care of. Mm -hmm. So at least I, I would think that's what you guys would do. Um, well, I think we're, we're, shareholder um conscious let's put it that way you guys are making a pile of cash you guys can afford three four five more employees oh, okay i saw All your right. guys's earning report if i had that kind of money coming in we would be we'd be we have a much bigger staff <laughs> well you're also lo looking at more than one company to some degree so that's well the thing. But, yeah. you know still i don't have that yeah. problem <laughs> right right but it's true. It's, uh, you know, it's like you offload a piece, you offload social media, you offload right. blogging, you yep. have, you have your support team, you have the sales guys and who, who's sales, everybody, you know, uh, yeah, these days. Yeah. yeah well, I think more, more podcasters are thinking that way too. I think that there's, there's more demand for people looking for consultants to help with editing or, marketing or social media and stuff like that with their podcasts as they get more successful. 
Right. So, you know, we've, you know, we've got the production thing handled. We, you know, we hand that off to our production team and then there's mm-hmm. the, you know, so, for, you know, I, I don't mind. Here's where the, here, I shouldn't say this because this is really going to sound petty. Um, when someone's interested in a product or service and you think that they're going to be an enterprise customer, you you plan for that discussion. And right. then sometimes, and this probably happens once a week, you get on the phone with them, you're talking to them, you're, they're not enterprise, they just need a $12 hosting account. Right. They may th- have thought that they needed right. something like that, right? And and I don't necessarily try to talk people into spending a higher amount with us than they need to. That, I feel mm-hmm. that would be a disservice. But, um, and then, so I have to kind of look yeah, you know, I try to qualify as much as I can any any calls I'm going to do, and and then other team members do as well. But it, it's you know, and I'm, I'm many of you say, oh, boo hoo, boo hoo, uh, but you know, it's 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 part of the podcasting space right now, and mm-hmm. we're an independent company. We don't have stockholders. We built a company from the ground, and we don't have mm-hmm. VC cash. And and then you right. guys have a different situation. You've got stockholders. You have to keep happy on revenue numbers, but yeah, as long as you're profitable, I think you're, you're in pretty good shape. So, right. It's a, you know, but you know, I understand why these companies that get venture funding and get, you know, three, four, five, 10 million, you know, ramp up on the people that they can hire because, you know, they're under the clock during a 36 minute timeline, 36 month timeline to, to figure things out and grow big enough to, you know, either get another round or, you know, be shut down. And I think we've seen some of that this week come true with Wooska, mm-hmm. who yeah. now $29, thank you very much per month. And right. they figured out just like many of us that, Hey, running a business. It's expensive. Not, you know, and, and, you know, we, we've got brick and mortar. We've got a, we've got an office. We've got, of course it's empty. We've got an office. We've got salaries. We've got benefits, 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 <laughs> retirement plan, you know, all that stuff. And I, you know, I get the, I look at the bill for the, just the medical alone each month. Right. <laughs> it makes, right. takes my breath away. Right. You yeah. know, so. And the, this is just an indication of what, you know, oftentimes we've been saying for many years here, I think we went through a phase when there was just a prolifera of, of free hosting platforms. And they were saying, you know, you're getting ripped off by paying, your paying for podcasting. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what comes around, you know, there's basic business principles that exist here and. Free models typically spike your customer base up higher, but there's usually a, a price you pay for it in the long run. And one of them is what Wooshka is going through right now is that I think that there's going to be a lot of shows either upgrading or moving. Moving. To di- it's to, already to happening. Platform. We're, we're already right. getting the inquiries already. Right. Yeah. So it's been all week. Wooshka, 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 Wooshka. So. And if, and if Wooshka had, uh, built their platform on a more of a, I mean, more of a paid model, they probably wouldn't be going through this right now. So, right. 
And, you know, and they tried a model and they figured out, you know, right. what it, you know, and like I said, all it takes is a single Joe Rogan like right. show. Oh, yeah. Right. Blows your model out. Blows right. your model out. Right. You know, when you, when you get that hosting bill and it's $85,000. Right. For one month. For one show. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Yeah. Or it's you get enough. Or you get that. A, Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hard to cover that. So <laughs> you so got to sell just, a lot of ads and then still pay salaries and still pay, yeah. you know, all that other stuff. Well, I mean, a lot of people don't really think about the the cost of success, you know, and I think that that's one of the things that I think podcasters need to think about a little bit more too. And, and I think a lot of people would love to have this problem, but, um, when you grow a big show and you have a lot of people listening, that is a big responsibility on a couple of different fronts. Um, it puts you in a, and to, to service that community puts you in a different model. Um, yeah, for and sure. making that jump to a model that scales is requires a different way of thinking about your podcast. So, um, you know, and that's, I'm just not sure that a lot of podcasters think about the growth, um, shift that will have to happen if they do hit success, you know, with their shows on a big scale. I, you know, I had a real good conversation with a, um, podcast production company that is doing video first. Mm -hmm. And you know, they're, they're well cognizant of what they're looking at. You know, they, so when they, you say they're doing video first, what does that, what does that mean? Means that they will be, they are going to do a video podcast as the primary. It's the primary. Okay. And, like, like twit, like kind of built their model. Right, right. Or like this show, you know, so, but they'll have an audio component, but it's going to be vi uh, video focus and, and pod and yeah, they're going to put the video on Vimeo and YouTube and all those places that video mm -hmm. resides, but they're going to have podcast video in their RSS feed. And I, I probably talked to them on the phone for 45 minutes or so. And you're walking through all that minutia mm -hmm. and things that they want to do to be successful and, but are they still prioritizing the audio part of it from a quality perspective? Or? Well, audio is, you know, if you're going to do video, you, well, you can get away with a little less quality audio, but they're definitely going to be looking at the audio piece. That isn't going to be, but their visual is, or they're, they're going to be very much video oriented. So, you know, it's going to be like, right. you know, look at this bubbly can of lime bubbly, uh, you know, spring water I've got here, you know, in, right. you know, that's what they're going to be more visual. And because they kind of agree with maybe some of the things that's been in the news lately, that video podcast is going to be a big part of the future of podcasting. Well, it always has been a big part. Um, it just depends on how it's thought about. I mean, if you look at what we're doing here, we're obviously prioritizing audio because we're using $400 microphones and we have boom stands right. booms in front right. of us. Right. Right. I could do this show off a lavalier. I could do it off of a, you know, a cheek mic of sorts. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking at a cheap, 
cheek mic and those can be extremely expensive as well. But oh yeah, I've got know, one sitting right it here. It depends on how you're prioritizing what you're doing. Is the vast majority of your audience audio? Then maybe you need to use $400 microphones to sound the best you can. Depends but, on where your priorities are. But again, are, you can be video first and still use good microphones. There's right. You, you look at Leo and everyone else is doing video and they're using good mics. So right. it it really boils down to what the goal of the show is in the aesthetics and in the visuals that right. are presented that um, take context away from the audio. Yeah. Do they realize that they, that they have a, probably a much bigger upside opportunity around the audio distribution of their show? Well, um, again, that's going to come along as they fit as it's going to come. But again, they are focused video first and, right. and you know, they're going to, they'll see what happens with their show from an audio perspective, but right. their approach is video first, is video first. Right. right. So I'm, you know, we're cool with that. Right. And, uh, so are yeah. they going to put out a full video podcast? Is that what the plan is? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it'll be an MP4 enclosure and yep. an RSS feed. Yeah. Okay. 20 Just plus like we're doing with this show. 20 right. plus shows that are going to be video first. So, and, and we'll see, and, you know, and they're, you know, they're going to be smart about it. Now let's, you know, how can you be smart about it and doing video podcast? Well, encoding, <laughs> well, it's not just encoding, but let's say your website, right. you right. know, why not put the video on YouTube and put it on your website as a YouTube embed and then have the video podcast that you, it's the same thing as showing up on YouTube as it. So you may save 5%. On your bandwidth. On your bandwidth by people that have come to come to the website. Well, it depends so. on your YouTube strategy. If you have a stronger YouTube strategy, you can probably get uh, more of your audience. Th they don't care about YouTube. YouTube, but they'll use YouTube as a matter of fact. As a, here's oh, a, they okay. don't trust YouTube. Ah, uh, okay. Well, this gets back to the heart of the issue. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was just talking about this on the last podcast that I was doing too, is that people are, people went from podcasting, video podcasting over to YouTube many mm -hmm. years ago. And I do feel that there is a movement coming back now. And I think it's because of the distrust of YouTube right now. Well, and, YouTube has done a whole bunch of work. Let me see if we're still on live. Yeah, we're still live on YouTube. We haven't been shut down yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rita. As a matter of fact, speaking of YouTube Live, so people don't trust, well, people getting demonetized, deplatformed. You think deplatform, yeah, people talk about deplatforming and podcasting. <laughs> deplatforming is, is a thing on YouTube. Right. So, and I'm, and I asked the individual I was talking to, I said, are you doing controversial? No, we just don't trust YouTube. I'm like, okay. So kind of, kind of hard to argue with that. Right. So, you know, it's it, as the world turns, as people change, it's just like Facebook. A lot of people don't trust Facebook right now, but yet we're streaming on Facebook. In fact, if you're watching us, Facebook, make sure you say hello. So. Yeah. I don't think that we get caught up in the politics of all this stuff on no. our distribution strategy. No, right? I, I don't, but it, at the same time, I understand people's, yeah, I do too. Right. You know, people's angst 
Well, if you're building your revenue model on these platforms oh. in any degree, you're at the whim of Google to change its, you know, share strategy, well, right? It's revenue. You got to be in like one tenth of one percent of the people on YouTube to make any money, anyway. Right. It's such right. a small percentage of people that actually qualify. Everyone else is, you know, it's it's a it's it's a money making machine for. Every one of those small channels on YouTube that gets a play, it's the YouTube cash, you know, hits a, it's the, you know, cash register sound, ka-ching, right. you know, and they make a little revenue on that. But at the same time, they're paying for the bandwidth, and that's not insignificant either. So there's right. a trade-off. They don't make as much, you know. Obviously, they have a, they have a, what do you want, what do I want to call it? Um Um, what's the best way to describe it? They have the ability to, oh, they pay for, they have their own fiber. So they put the infrastructure in. Right. So right. they're paying almost nothing. And right. they put, they put nodes in all over the place. And so they're not paying backhaul cost and all that stuff. Right. That's how they've. They've, they've been able to even scale YouTube to the scale right. that it is. Yeah. Uh, is, is they own the, the fiber, yep. um, typically. So it's, it's basically a giant land network is what it is. Right. Um, that spans the globe. They, they've been able to build nodes all over the world. Well, they paid for underground. Right. You know, they paid for global crossings and ships that go across and lay fiber down. Yeah, and I'm sure their their goal has always been is to not get out on the public internet. You know, I think a lot of people get confused when people talk about this concept of what we're talking about, but it the analogy that's true is you have a home router, you plug in your computer into the home router and you share connections between the computers on your home network. Right. That's basically what Google's doing. Yeah. So, it's uh it's just on a massive scale. Yeah, an absolutely massive scale. Right. And that's what uh, Facebook's doing. That's what uh, Microsoft is doing. Apple is, I'm sure, doing it too. So all these big tech companies, mm -hmm. that's how you cut your costs. That's a fact. Yep. So anyway. Um, I'm trying to make sure that our new mediashow.com email addresses, which we both don't use too much, doesn't get shut off. I guess I got to put a different credit card on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I do think that, uh, I think the costs of bandwidth have come down dramatically, e even out over the public internet. So maybe it is an okay time to start bringing back video podcasting. Well, one thing's for sure is I think we both have insider knowledge on where the, where the bandwidth cost is. So mm -hmm. I would think here that, well, you know, here's the thing. It, n all the newcomers to the podcasting space, <laughs> they didn't have to pay their dues when we were paying 17 cents a gig. <laughs> or higher. Right. Yeah. You know, I had my own servers co-located for many years, too. Todd, um, uh, you remember that. Yeah. I had like up to, I think I had as many as six servers located in two co-location facilities. I was hosting other people's podcasts. I was doing streaming is what I was doing mm -hmm. primarily back then. Uh, 
Windows streaming servers and real networks or Helix servers back then. Right. Um, I got out of that though because my servers kept getting hacked. And it's tired of fighting it. Yeah, it's a lot of work to maintain servers. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. but it saved me a boatload of money on delivery costs because right. I was able to contract for my own bandwidth. Yeah. Um, and not have to go through a third party to get access to the public internet. So, right. I think that, you know, my, my experience with that was, is when I co-located my bulletin board <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> back in the day and I put it in a closet in a you know, in an ISP and, uh, you know, I paid $250 to have servers in a closet every month, but I right. was, I was on a high speed connection, you know, compared to everyone else. Right. So Todd, I, you probably saw it. I can't remember if we talked about that. Elon Musk was on clubhouse well, over I, the weekend. I heard about it. Yeah. Um, I think it's an interesting dynamic that that created and you start thinking about, um, is, do you think clubhouse maybe maybe a bigger threat to radio <laughs> than it is to podcasting? No, I kind no. of wonder though. Nah. Well, because it is like talk radio, right? Yeah. Nah. 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 So who, who is it going to erode it as people? Okay. So let's say when they open clubhouse out to Android, right? And you get millions of more people in there. Cause I've heard that they're up to about 6 million users now. Um, and you really open it up. Here's, here's when clubhouse, you get a lot of people in there. Here's going to happen. Here's when clubhouse dies. You think clubhouse is going to die? I don't think clubhouse is going to be a big flash in the pants come June or July. Well, I think it's going to get acquired. I think well, that's what's probably, gonna but here's what's going right. to, here's what's going to happen. You come back to work, come back to the office. When, when employees are told to come back to the office and they have to commute. Right. And they have to sit in their cube and operate as business as normal. Who then, what those two, three hours of taking your kids to school, after school events, taking care of transportation, cooking dinner, all that stuff. People are going to be once again, collapsing in their chairs or their couches and falling asleep by nine o'clock. They're not going to have, they they don't have, they're not going to have this extra time. Now a certain segment of the population is going to for a while, but think about the, if the people that are working at home, the amount of time that they are, not spending on the road, not spending at basketball games, not all this stuff that we're not doing in life. Who's going to have time to go hang out on clubhouse for two or three hours a night? Well, Todd, I'm, I'm hearing in rooms on clubhouse, people, people join in clubhouse from the car waiting in line at the drive through to people at the gym or they're, they're listening and then contributing. You know, if you think about the ear pods, right, people can be tuned into this stuff no matter where they are. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. So I think it's a, 
it's it's definitely a unique medium, though. You know, I'm just wondering where it's going to erode from their people's time that they're spending. When, is it going when, to take it away from podcasting, or is it going to take it away from some other media? Uh, as it grows, we'll, we'll see. Grows. We'll see. Right? I guess we. But we the can. problem is, when it grows, it becomes a mess. Oh, it's going to be a mess. There's no question about that. You know, it's already yeah. a mess. Yeah. Right. Well. That's the world we live in, Todd. It's only going to be a reflection of the world we live in. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not some bullet. Of the topics I'm, in there, I've never heard anywhere people talking about these topics in a semi-public forum before. Yeah, I, I'm I mean, I, I'm oof. not bullish on I'm not bullish on Clubhouse for the long term. It's what just, do you it's think's going to come from it, though? It's not just going to, I mean, this, this is a little bit of a Pandora's box. More podcasters. So <laughs> more of a controlled on demand medium. As soon, that's what podcasting is. As soon as a clubhouse group is shut down mm -hmm. and their voices are taken away within the app, then the perception is going to change. When did the perception change on the Robin Hood app? The perception of the Robinhood app that allowed people to do trading as right. just like the big boys, the perception changed when Robinhood said, sorry, recreational or whatever they define as these investors, you can't mm -hmm. trade like the big boys. We're taking permissions away from you. So there's going to be some event that's going to happen on Clubhouse where censorship or political correctness or whatever it is, is going to catch up with a channel and people are going to be like, I'm not building an empire over here. Well, you know, one, one indication of this was, um, the Elon Musk conversation was with the CEO of, um, Robin hood, um, on clubhouse. And there was one guy that, that just, you didn't get anybody's permission, but he just recorded it and put it out you know, with his own commentary around it out on YouTube, uh, the, the whole thing. So he took the audio out of clubhouse and fed it into a recording into a YouTube video. Well, I hope he's got a private YouTube account. So clubhouse doesn't know who that was. Well, he was public about who he was and he streamed it live on YouTube. Too. Wow. And if you go to that on demand version of that, it's been taken down. So oh, the, the YouTube version has been taken down, right? Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I thought I'm sure. It was I'm sure Clubhouse came over there and put the hammer on that content. But that's that could be where where there's a danger to Clubhouse is when people start using it as a as a recording platform, right? Because then the employers can go back and listen to what's said by their mm -hmm. employees mm -hmm. on demand. But if they're said in a room that isn't being recorded, there's Rob, a little less risk. Right? Rob, I would be shocked absolutely shocked if clubhouse wasn't recording every room internally from a legal standpoint they almost have to hmm that's an interesting question okay so someone says i'm going to something to someone don't they have a legal obligation to put that in their terms? Has anybody read? 
Well, that's a whole other question. <laughs> Has anybody but read it? They have a legal obligation to put that on their but, terms if but they're if, doing that. But if someone said, I'm going to do this to someone, some form of hate speech. Right. Okay. And there's nobody. Okay. So. What's well, so like for slander or defamation? Whatever type of it may be. Right. Right. You know, and or, someone reports that the clubhouse two to three days later. Mm-hmm. Or instantly, how does how does Clubhouse know that that person committed that, and have proof enough to be able to to basically cancel them, cancel their account? Well, the only reason that they would do that is if they they feel like they have some legal liability for conduct that is occurring on their platform, right? And then they need to be able to point the finger externally right right well uh i'm so they're gonna have the same growing pains as any other i think they're gonna have more trouble well some of the the topics in the rooms there are like wow you know i I wouldn't even i'm a little hesitant to even go into those rooms sometimes oh they're x-rated kink all that stuff right Oh, I mean, and it's because you go into a room and all your followers get notified. Rob Greenlee's in this room. What? To some degree that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have privacy and where you go in clubhouse? Not necessarily. Cause, <laughs> because when you go into a room, especially, I think, especially when you get pulled up on stage, uh, it, you get, I mean, if you've opted in for notifications, It'll send out to all the people that are following you that you just entered this room. Interesting. Now that would be an experiment. Set up some room name. Mm-hmm. Something. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, I purposely <laughs> left uh, the notifications on my, even my, my, my watch on what's going on in clubhouse and I'm constantly getting barraged with notifications. Well, then you ignore it when it's a barrage like that, but still all it takes is one person to see, well, you know, be honest with you. We, if you're expecting yeah. anonymous, anonymous, you go into a room, your name's there. They can see you're in there they look at your profile. Well, yeah. I mean, on the app itself, it lists all the, at the top of the list. And I think it's ranked based on your popularity on the platform. It ranks, it lists all the people that are in that room. (laughs) Well, that's how it, that's how it works, right? People are scrolling through the list. Do I recognize a name? Yeah. Am I friends with that person? Do I know that person? Is it Mark Andreessen or is it Steven Sanofsky or is it? You know, Elon Musk, right? Well, I want to join that conversation. That's what they're doing is they're teasing it based on people's reputations and credibility. So what you should do is um, start a room with just some crazy topic name. People are doing that. I'm like going, wow. I wouldn't even have thought of those two things together. Oh, that person in that topic or or just just, the topic. well, some of them are like this versus that, right? And some of them I don't even want to say, you know. Wow. <laughs> so, mean, so are we, are we, are, I guess it's not adult in nature, but necessarily 
just controversial. Right. There are things that people, I mean, well, people it's, just it's don't all, talk it's, about. It's all cool until someone gets fired. Right. It can be like sexual orientation. It can be race related. It could be politically oriented. It could be, you know, just think of the whole gamut of what is potential. Someone raises their hand, you bring them to the stage and then they, they say something absolutely either racist or they say something hate speech or whatever. What are you to do? You are associated with that now. I mean, not everybody's going to hear it, but the people in the room are going to hear it. And this is where the anonymous recording, right? That this guy did with Elon Musk. You just don't know how many people out there in your room have, uh, roadcaster pros. <laughs> That's right. That are plugged in recording everything. And I, I'm going to put it out as a podcast. I, I should take my roadcaster home and, uh, plug it into an old iPhone and have the Clubhouse channels just automatically recording there. It should be for some spicy, juicy stuff. <laughs> I mean, I am seeing it more mainstream now that that podcasters are in there recording episodes. I mean, I see it on my my notification screen on my on my watch. You know, it has the big, you know, red recording button that oh. says in parentheses recording. Does it record uh, in the app, or you have to record? No, you have to do it externally. Oh, not for long, I'm sure. Well, it depends on if Clubhouse adds that ability. Yeah. Do they want to go down that path or do they, you know, that's, that would be a legal question, I would think. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I didn't notice that Squadcast now, I, I, I was just in Squadcast doing, doing a recording before I came on here. They've released an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, and they now record video. Oh. So it wasn't where they were using video as just a way to see two people talking, but oh, they yeah. were only exporting audio. Yeah. But now they've added the video component to it now. And I apologize. I've got a demo account on a site that does similar stuff. Uh, let's see the other one. Yeah, cause oh. I think we were talking about using an audio only. Is that? Yeah, it's, it's audio audio only, but you can see the person that you're talking to. Okay, kind of uh, like what Squadcast was doing. Yeah, okay. I got to go back and I look think in. I think Riverside FM does that as well. That's that's who I have an account with. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I talked to the the CEO of that company here recently. Believe, so yeah, let me double check. It seems like a decent platform. I think. One thing that's interesting about Squadcast is that they were really focused on quality audio to begin with. Yeah. And now they've added um, HD quality video now. So if they've been able to keep the same audio quality, then they've created a terrific platform here. I think one of the things with Zoom and some of these other video conferencing platforms is that their, their audio quality is not that great. Yeah, I was, I'm in their system right now. I'm trying to look at the, yeah, I think there's some streaming stuff in this too, because it says recording with RTMP. Um, you know, so Rob, let's, let's do it then. Um, a couple of weeks from now, let's do a, a clubhouse podcast. Let's, let's right. record this show in there. You're going to have to facilitate it though. <laughs> 
Well, I don't have a roadcaster. Oh, you Pro, don't. But oh. but you do, right? Yeah. Hmm. But I guess you can use that new Zoom four channel audio interface that the, is now available for this as well. I guess they have a input. What's um, jack? Which, which device is that? Uh, that's that's the new one that they put out. And I can't. I can't. It's an actual. Remember. It's actually hardware. Yeah. It's a zoom, it's a zoom portable recorder that has four XLRs on it, but I guess oh, it I also gotcha. has what, what, one of those jacks that the, the roadcaster has. How is it too. that you don't have a roadcaster? Lori, Lori, Rob needs. I just, I've got a, I've got a kick-ass setup here. I don't, you know, that's you, the thing. You can't, just you can't integrate with clubhouse. So it's not that kick-ass. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a podcaster, Todd, <laughs> not a clubhouser. <laughs> yeah. No, I believe me, I've thought about getting one of those things, but then it'd be like, I've got this great setup that I have here that I, I don't know what I would do. I've with. been having problems with mine. It keeps disconnecting from my iMac pro. It, it, it's, right. I'm talking along and all of a sudden it just drops out. So I don't know if I have to reach out to. That team. Yeah, I guess Todd, I'm a little old school. I have an analog uh, Mackie mixer. <laughs> well, I and do. And then I have I an do. audio, <laughs> a, a high end audio interface that uh, interfaces with the analog. It's what's going on here. There's wires from hell integrating into all kinds of digital stuff. Right. <laughs> I guess it's time, time, time for me to upgrade to the latest and greatest. Right? Is that what well, you're saying? I, I don't know about that, but. Though I did hear that the Roadcaster Pro had some recording issues over the last couple of weeks where mm, people were getting garbled audio out of them. So, so maybe it's not so perfect. Let us pray that the video recording today doesn't fail because I failed. Yeah, to turn. what happened with last week? I, I, I lost a video Saturday. recording and then today, guess what I just So I did an ultimate podcaster gaffe. We're okay because oh. I've got it back up on the TriCaster, but it just takes longer to get it out. So, uh, well, I was surprised that uh, Facebook and YouTube didn't have it. That's the thing. No, I you, thought we were live. Yeah, we were live. All that went up. There was no problems there. Well, there's no Facebook video of for which show? Last week's show. Uh uh-uh. uh. Or, or YouTube either. Uh, I think you're wrong because those all. So, which date? I couldn't find one. I couldn't find one. Oh, wait. So the last one we did was the 27th. Was that right? Uh, today is uh, February 3rd. So the, I third. see that I see the Facebook one from the 27th. No, and, that, okay. No, from Saturday. Uh, Saturday, 30th. this last Saturday. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't see one. For yeah. This the, last Saturday, I lost the master. Um, yeah, but. Why the, would we have lost that on YouTube though? We didn't. I thought YouTube records Let's it. Let's see here. What's t- what date would have that been? Let me look here. Saturday was the third. Uh, no, it would have been the thirty first. Is probably probably when you publish the audio. Let's see here. Today is the third, and oh, so it'd have been from the thirtieth. Yeah, the Facebook one is up. I'm wearing the orange shirt. January thirtieth, twelve oh one p.m. It's it's there. Oh. I didn't see it on the page, and actually, I think oh, on the new I media show we page, had a listener. Yeah, I think yeah, it, we, that uh, we had a listener write us and say they couldn't find it. Yeah, I may not have shared it, so let me. I can fix that. 
I may have not shared it to the new media page. I may have missed a step. So does that have, have the ability to, to export the, the video out of that? No, it does not, but the YouTube video so, should be there too. So, so we should be able to export the, the YouTube video. Yeah. All? Yeah. And I've got the master on here. I was just, it's, it's a 50 gig file. I have to transfer off the TriCaster. Oh, then. So that was the it. reason I didn't do it. But if I lose it's surprising someone noticed because if I lose a video version of the show, then I put the audio version there instead. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I saw that myself. Um, well, I mean, I think if you think about it, we get 20% of our total yeah, audience off yeah. of that video podcast. Yeah. So, so something happened here. Listeners. Yeah. Something happened big, here, but right. they could still listen to it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's true. And we emphasize the audio, that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what I'm I'm not too wrapped up around the axle about Clubhouse. Maybe maybe the train will leave without me, but I got too much I, I just I don't have time. Right. Right. <laughs> and and still be able to to, to live and have a life. <laughs> right. Well that's that's the other side of it, right? I think it depends on your goals and where you're trying to position yourself. So I did see in the sounds profitable newsletter that there was, there's been an emphasis around uh, dynamic ad insertion came out raising some interesting topics around yeah, I the importance of, I haven't read of, that at all lately. So dynamic what did you ad say? Insertion and, and Brian's contention is that the uh, dynamic, and I've had this contention too. I've said many times, uh, dynamic insertion doesn't have to be just about advertising. Uh, it can be about lots of different um, right. types of content. Sure. So, and he makes this case too: is that it depends on how you how you produce the show, how you produce the the ad inserted segments. Um, maybe you know. Because sometimes they'll be there, sometimes they won't, especially if it's advertising. So how do you produce the content, the main content, um, you know, different it, than producing the actual ad content? It's simple. So, you produce the content right. as if there's not going to be an ad in it. Yeah, an ad, and then you produce the ad as though it's, it's just for the ad. Right, right, right. So which means that if you have any exits or any comeback audio, right? Say, well, we're going to take a break right now uh, or something like that. Nope, that nope, needs to nope. be built into the insertion insertion, right? Into the insertion, right. not into the main content. Cause the last thing you want is to have you go into an exit and say the exit, and then you immediately come back with the intro right. coming back in right. again. Right. Cause we, then it's like, well, what was the point? And we've been telling so, podcasters that for years. Matter of fact, we've been given right. blueberry customers. Basically we've said, if, if you ever think you're ever going to have advertising. You need to start, you need to plan now so that right. two years from now, when you say, okay, it's time that you don't have to go back and do a bunch of editing. You've already got those spots marked. You know where that insertion right. point is. Right. I think it's smart. You, you know, know for us, we, can, re we require the, the metadata in the actual ID3 tag. Right. And, and, and you can make it a segment transition, um, but just stop talking. <laughs> you have <laughs> That's to, what I've always said. You have to right. breathe one time. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just go and then come back again. Right. Right. So at least you've created a dead air marker in Mm -hmm. the wave feed. So it's pretty simple, really. It is. Just, uh, just apply some common sense and things will figure it out. But I thought it was an interesting article that he did. I thought he did a good job with it. So I did get some feedback from the podcast awards. You did. Okay. Uh, Good or bad. Was it good? Registration is registration is off to the races. I've had great response in three days, but the, what was (laughs) of course, uh, okay. I'll read one of the Twitter points to see if I have the right Twitter account loaded. Um, Let's see here. Is that the right one? I'm going to have to switch the account. Basically, the essence of it was, why don't you have a category for this? A a Portugal, best Portugal podcast. And. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They're like, why don't you have that? Uh, And I said, well, I said, you know, then I said, well, I I think I irritated him a little bit because I said, yes, uh, so we, what do we want to designate language or country? Because right. Brazil speaks Portuguese right. and, and they have an explosive podcasting space, right? Portugal, I guess they have pretty good podcasting space. They speak mm-hmm. Portuguese. So right. what, so what do I, I, I said Latin. I said, um, I said best Asian, so I'm I'm referring to. Does Latin include uh, Portuguese? I think it does. Well, I think it depends on where you're from. <laughs> right, of course. There's so that. yeah, there's always that. So I I really what it is though is when I think about best Asian produced podcast, I'm thinking about a person of Asian descent that is doing the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with best Latin podcast. That would be a, a Spanish speaking person that was, right. you know, and, um, or Spanish descent. Of course, there's people in the United States that speak Spanish in a podcast that would still qualify. And there's different flavors of Spanish. That's, that's right. Spoken in Spain. There's, it, it just, there's different ones. So there. it's, so I, I kind of knew and I told her, I said, you get support to have at least you can, if you can guarantee me 30 mm-hmm. podcasters from Portugal will participate and help right. us cover the cost of the category, then well, but again, it's, it's, I'm not doing country specific. I'm doing language specific. Yeah. Because then that'll cover more countries. Right. 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 So basically that she was kind of upset that I said, you know, talk about Brazil. I know Portugal and Brazil are not the two same things. I'm not an idiot. Right. And, uh, but they both speak Portuguese. So they can understand each other. Right. So do I do the best Portugal produced podcast or the best Portuguese produced podcast? And I think that based on what we've done originally, that's what I would do. Mm Mm-hmm. So you could make a case country specific. Though. I could, but then I'm going to have to have Russia, you have to have Spain, a more and, every, you know, right. Hey, we can do it. <laughs> it becomes a whole nother pod, uh, podcast. It's, award it's, event. it's, you know, you have to draw the line someplace. So, right. 
right. and then it starts looking stupid. You know, it just looks like a money grab. And that's what this, this is not a money grab. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, my dev is like all excited because he's like, well, you might have some more budget at the end of the year to do some more improvements, you know, that we've got a long <laughs> list. Right. And yeah, I, right. You know, I gave him like, I, I don't know if I, I think I budgeted, you know, it wasn't a lot this year on improvements, you know, but right. <laughs> Because I don't want yeah. this to be a money making thing. Because you know what I have to do? I got to pay taxes on that. <laughs> got to turn it into a nonprofit. No. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's more paper. That's that's no, 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 that, no. That's actually worse. It's right. better just to spend the money. Put it right. on dev. Yeah. Put it on you know. Yeah. Right. No, right. no, 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 no. It's better just uh, x in x out net zero. <laughs> So, I mean, I think that, I think you're on the right track of your thinking though, of the, of the globalization of podcasting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if, I mean, I think just to be fair to people outside of the U S we need to be thinking more about them. So, I mean, that's, that's what I'm doing with the podcast Academy too. We're pushing on that button as well. And I'm doing it in all my work. I'm trying to think outside of the U S more and more and more. So. I've been on that track for many years, but it just, it's time to ramp it up. So, so Christian, yeah. if you're listening, mm-hmm. um, you can win a podcast award. You just, and here's the key. All you got to do is engage your audience just a little. Right. <laughs> get them to vote for you. Yeah. Get them to vote for you once the nominations are, uh, open. So, Hey Todd, did you see Spotify, um, yeah. There's an article that came out saying Spotify's got 2.2 million podcasts. I'm glad you brought that up. And when when uh, Apple Podcasts has 1.8. Uh-huh. I wonder, so I wonder what the difference oh, is. Oh, I can tell you where the difference is. Really? Absolutely. Okay. I I I had a suspicion of what that might be, but let's see if you've confirmed that for me. It's 400,000 uninformed anchor users. <laughs> That are on Spotify only. That are that are putting out music podcasts, right? No, no, no. They're putting out maybe they're putting out a podcast. <laughs> that's that's what I thought maybe it was. Is all those, but that's all a big, those new uh, but, music podcasts but, that are only available on Spotify. But considering that Spotify, I mean Anchor submits all the podcasts to Apple automatically, right? <laughs> then that really doesn't hold true. So, yeah, but those shows don't get submitted over to Apple. Uh, those music ones. There's no way there's 400,000 music podcasts that they haven't got. Please. Well, then where's it coming from then, do you think? Dupes. It, <laughs> dupes? I don't know. But I don't know how they get to that number. Uh, let me look at well, my. Well, it's the same thing that we saw on Google Podcasts, though, Todd. Wasn't, I mean, this was like. Year and a half ago, two years ago, that Google was claiming over two million feeds. I'm going to my master list. Though I don't know that I've heard an update from Google on whether or not they've they, they had an issue with duplication, or if there was just a bunch of feeds out there with podcasts in it that just aren't in the Apple catalog. My my number's closer to the internet, to the podcast 2.0 number. So. You know, which is I, I don't have one point eight in my directory. 
Let me go. That's look. what Daniel has. Right. So. And Daniel's pulling on the Apple API right. to come up with that number. Let's see. I mean, if, if I can find their number. Uh, okay. So. Podcast Index has 1,375,339. Todd has 1,410,946. Why is there a difference? Good. Well, how, where where are the missing 400,000 from Apple Podcasts then? If Daniel says there's 1.8 million on Apple Podcast. And Spotify is saying 2.2. And I've got 1.4 and Podcast Index has 1.3. Wow. Yeah. It's it's bringing back nightmares of what we went through in the early days around podcast metrics. <laughs> and and the folks at Podcast Index has a woefully big different number than than Daniel does. They say in the last 60 days, only 323,000 shows have updated, have a new episode. Daniel's number is much bigger than that. He says like it, last 90 days, almost a million. Oh, I, it, it's actually 1.1 million. I don't see that. I, again, I've got one. So where am I missing 400,000 shows? Where's Where how come podcast your data from? Are you pulling it from the same Apple APIs? Pull it from multiple locations, including Apple. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I maybe something's broke with podcast index. Maybe there's something broke with us. Hmm. Who knows? No one's complaining. Well, I know. Early on, there was some concern about duplications. Um, I've got some dupes were, in my system. I know I do. So my number's that, lower. But that that would cause your numbers to be above Daniel's numbers. Well, it depends on how Not bad. Not the other way around. I, I, would expect right? there's, I would expect there's 30, 40,000 dupes. We've been pretty good at deduping our system. So, you know, we go through and run a script like every three months to... Could... Do you think it's possible the dupes could be the difference between HTTPS and HTTP? Uh, no, feeds? I don't think so. Not on our side, so. it's not. Okay. But they coders are not going to make that stupid mistake of, of not allowing for either or the same feed right. address. I wouldn't think so, but, but I do know that we went through a transition on that. True. Or, in the last year or so. So I, maybe maybe the folks at Podcast Index aren't updating their number. You know. Yeah. It It's somewhere. It's somewhere between 1.4 and 2.2 million. And where the heck they're getting these extra shows, I have no. So someone's got to scrape Spotify then. I don't know that they can do that. There, hey, you get a you get a podcaster that is uh you know not a podcaster. You get. I don't a, think Spotify has APIs, public you, APIs on that. You, there's other ways to scrape a website, Rob. No, I know that. <laughs> right, right. It, it's just yeah. It's just. Let's see here. Let me look it's, at. It's going to be fraught with flaws, though. I would imagine. So you open the web player. It would be very hard. Right. Because. And I'm, and I'm sure Spotify would be able to identify it, maybe block it too. Oh, probably. 
So let right. me see here. Here's Geek News Central. Yeah, see, you know, they they have this long Spotify.com slash slow slash one C Z A D D D M three C Z B zero E P V B Q C V. It would take a millennia to scan their website because there's no rhyme, no reason to the, there's no organization to the library. Someone may be able to figure out the secret decoder ring on that. Cause I'm sure that's some sort of value from the show name or they're triggering that on something. Right. So, yeah, I should go ahead and follow my show. Oh, I followed my own show on Spotify. I'm one of what three listeners. Right. But one thing Spotify does do is they do uh they do recognize the album art. So they do pick up my episode art. But I guess someone's just gonna have to, you know, I don't know how you would scrape it. Well, I wonder if Spotify would give someone a dump. That would be the thing is someone yeah. get a dump from Spotify. That's probably easier to get than trying to go through a bunch of minutia. Hey, Todd, did you see that there's been some news leaking out that um, the podcast app for from Apple on iOS is getting upgraded yep. for the 14.5 yep. version? Yep. And it looks like maybe they're they're rearranging things in that app to draw um, draw the eye to certain act, act um, activities in a different way above the fold, somewhat like to click to find latest episode for this show. It's like a big bold button, yeah, and then a play button that's right below the up uh, the cover art in the app. So in each of the episodes, so it, it looks like they're really focusing on trying to drive people, making sure that they can find the, the episodes and actually very easily click and play the episode. Yeah. Well, I will say one thing about the Spotify experience, they've gotten better in their search. As I found our shows, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are basics, right? That all these platforms should really focus in on is search. Yeah, I'm going to search for my name and see what I find. Uh, what's this? Oh, I did. I found all the shows I'm involved in. It has my name. And I just got an update to my Apple Watch, too. Came out. Oh, that's interesting. So I can see all the shows I was on. Let me see if I can show this. So it shows all the shows I've been on recently. Where is this? On Spotify? It, yeah. Yeah. I search for my search for my name. I see my 1500 episode. I see uh, some, you know, basically, oh, let me click on this. See all. Oh, my gosh. It goes back quite a ways. It's some of it's dupe. So it's similar to what Podchaser is doing, right? Yeah. Let's search for you. So let me see all. So yeah, you're on a number of of shows as well. Oh, it oh it uh, lists me along with you. No, I just I just did you 
by yourself. Now let's try okay. that. Rob Greenlee. So is our, our watchers seeing this, but I'm not. Oh yeah. Our, our listeners are, yeah. Our watchers are seeing this. So when I search for your, your and my name together, the only thing that comes up is new media show. So it looks like it does search. It does search. Uh, all those shows. Of course, there's no video version of the shows up there. Right. Well, it's because Spotify doesn't support that. Which, you know, when is that going to happen? Because there's a lot of people chopping at the bit to put video on Spotify. That's an interesting question. I agree with you. I think if Spotify adds podcasting or adds video podcasting, I think it'll give a definite boost. Why wouldn't they? It's passed through. So. Right. They've said that they want to emphasize more video. Yeah. Why don't they? I don't know why they wouldn't do that. I don't know either. So. Hmm. So maybe, maybe by us talking about it, we can encourage them. <laughs> so I have promised my audience a little bit more audio only versions, Rob. And I know I want to do a few of those on this show as well. So uh, we might be surprising some of you a little bit on an audio version of the show only from time to time. Uh, but we'll try to do mostly, you know, have the continue doing video, of course, primarily. So you think the, the listeners would prefer us just to do more audio? Is that what you're saying? And less video? Uh, or what's you know, your thought? I don't know. I, I, I've gotten that from my audience. They basically have said, and I got no complaints about the people that are subscribed to the video. I was going to say, it's, it's just a choice. I yeah. Mean, so I've, I've, you know, I basically yeah. have said, I'd, I would like to do, cause you know, let's be frank. I talked about on the last show, getting this engine all turned up. It's a lot easier just to slap on a headset and a microphone and record a show from time to time. But Todd, I wanted to pose a question to you. Um, so I've been challenged on this by a few people in the podcasting space here recently. Um, when I raised the topic that, Joe Rogan is no longer a podcast. Nope, he's not. But at Spotify keeps claiming them as the number one podcast. Well, they're not a podcast. It's false advertising. Do we want, I mean, is it time for us to consider something like Joe Rogan as a, as a podcast, even though it's not no. really on RSS? No, I'm, no? A, I'm a purist. I'm going to stick to that to the day I die. Okay. It, it, it's, it's a show. It's not a podcast right. anymore. Right. I can't subscribe to it. I can't, I can't take Joe with me on an airplane. But doesn't that conflict with the messaging that Spotify is trying to make about Joe Rogan? Well, they're, they're changing the definition because that's their prerogative. They want to have the number one podcast and they want to be able to make that claim. And Right. So it's more of a marketing thing. Yeah, it's marketing. Uh, yeah, so they don't care uh, what Todd thinks, you know. Well, and no yeah, one and, and no one else does, because I've I've made that claim before amongst groups. Um, and what do they say? Kind of larger media companies, and they kind of cringe at that. And I think <laughs> I I think a lot of that gets back to is that they don't want to accept the fact that if they take a podcast, put it behind a more of a paywall. Um. <laughs> 
and, and not have it available publicly as an RSS feed that uh, they still want to be able to refer to it as a podcast. Rob, if you and I go on radio and don't do any type of syndication, we don't put this show out as a feed. We do it live and we do it live only. Are we a podcast? Right. No. No, we're not. So what? But some people are are defining their their YouTube shows as podcasts these well, days. Good luck to that. I know. I say, are you putting your audio out in an RSS feed? No. Well, they're not a podcast. So, so but you're not putting your video out either. So, you're a YouTuber. Right. But since podcasting is hot right now, everybody wants to be associated with that. And I think people are seeing more and more video being produced around podcasting. The people start thinking they're a video podcast now. You know, in the end, it's, you know. It doesn't matter, I guess, to the audience. Rob, remember, podcasting is 21 years old. So... So... <laughs> we're, we're way past that now, right? But, you know, so podcasting is 21 years old and you, you don't have to have an RSS feed to have a podcast anymore. So you can't have it. That's people are rewriting stuff. So it's, you know, well, and and it's frustrating to me because I started doing a radio show in 1999 and I never considered myself to be a podcaster until 2004. You know, it's like, okay, the technology was invented. I guess we don't have to go back down. This I was a blogger. Again, but. I was a blogger and a poor one. <laughs> right. Right. I, I became a podcaster in 2004 when someone could subscribe to my show on iPodder and walk out the door with my show with one of these, a little iRiver. <laughs> I mean, I could do that with my, with my radio show back then. Right. I could just drag and drop. Oh my yeah, yeah. file. But that wasn't the thing. It was automated. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and it, and it used, didn't even have a name back then. And it so, used it used the internet at two o'clock in the morning when you were asleep to download these files. It would take 45 minutes to download because the internet sucked. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what the innovation was. You know, I had a whole webpage that I created with links to MP3 files. Yeah. Well, you can and link I think it. That, that, a, that a lot of people did go into my webpage and download the audio. I'm sure and they then did. Drag and drop it over I, their ab- MP3 players. Absolutely. You know, right. I, I took. Those early I days. did, and I was really sick of it because I was doing the same thing. Right. As a matter of fact, I, I had a was... program that I would run that would rip audio from live streams. I, <clears throat> I would set it up to be on someone's live internet radio stream because that existed before podcasting. Right. And I would set that ripper up to rip a three hour specifically. I would get art bell. It was back in the day. Right. He had a live stream of his show. He was on radio, but I was never awake to listen to him. So I set my ripper up to rip from like midnight to three o'clock in the morning when he was on at my local, when he was streaming. And then right. I would take that MP3 file that was created. And it may even not even been an MP3. It was something. And I would drag that into my little device and I could listen to Art Bell on my iRiver. Well, to also bring some more context to this too, is that Audible came out with their platform in, <laughs> yeah. I believe in 2001, which is the yeah. same 
time frame that's been put out there is the birth of podcasting. Um, but that was built on a proprietary platform that had digital DRM wrapped around the audio files. You couldn't play it off of any other, you couldn't play it on any other device other than an audible device back then. Then when podcasting did kick off, Art Bell had a private, oh my God, in 2004, 2005, he had a private podcast feed that right. you you would get your login authentication and I would be able to get Art Bell downloaded as a podcast through a private podcast whew, in 2005 when no one knew what the hell that even meant. So, right. Well, you know who actually created, from my recollection, really created the, the whole paid podcasting model? Um, you know, paper download, whatever it was, um, David Lawrence. Yeah, that's right. He he launched the online tonight. It was a nationally syndicated radio show. I was a guest on his show once, and he was on my show once as well in the early days of um, prior to podcasting. He was he was paying. He had a platform that he was working at that enabled micropayments to pay for individual MP3 downloads, and he was charging for individuals. And then I think he was charging a, a bundle package to get access to a certain number of episodes. Every month, um, he was really innovative in those, those days. I, I think I paid. I think I paid nineteen dollars a month to access that online archive of Coast to Coast. You know? Oh, Coast to Coast, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, I paid for that. And initially, you could only listen to it on the web. It was web based only. Then, as podcasting proceeded, because I was listening right. to Art Bell and Coast to Coast long before podcasting came on the scene. So for me, it was like a godsend because I, Oh my God, I can, I can wake up in the morning. I don't have to run the ripper. I don't have to set the timer. I don't have to write the script and do all this thing to make, to catch the audio. And I, as long as this was plugged into my computer, I could walk out the door with it. Oh, right. Yeah. That was something. That was something. And that was a regular, that was radio, (laughs) true radio that was made into a podcast. Yeah, and where's the next um, innovation coming from? I think we get criticized, Todd, because we we tend to poo-poo innovation. Um, I, I don't think we – we want and, people to listen wherever they want to listen. I mean, I get that impression that, you know, we've given the impression that we, we're not in favor of innovation and we, no, we don't it, want the dying podcasting for it. space. Dying to, for it. Right, and – I guess what where we come in is we we're questioning the the view of what innovation is. Um, is it just a throwback to what we have, or is it a is it a compromised situation um, for other values? What's um, what Spotify did with Rogan is going backwards to nineteen eighty, going back to two thousand four. Well, it's it's more of a big media model. It's what it's, it's a gatekeeper. It's a gatekeeper. It's you have to pay for, or you have to log into access. You got to give up your information to get access to that content. They know who you are, how long you listen. They can market to you. They can sell that marketing. There's There's a reason why they paid him a hundred million dollars for that. That's right. Right. Cause what did he give up? Open distribution, privacy. You know, people didn't know who was listening to Joe Rogan. My son. To talk to him yesterday, 
He just moved to Portland and uh, from L.A. He got the hell out of L.A. because he was scared for his life and couldn't handle California lockdowns anymore. Don't know right. if Portland's any better. But he uh, he told me, he says, it really sucks that I have to use Spotify to listen to Joe Rogan. He said that it just sucks. It sucks. He, 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 and he, how old is he? 22. Why is he saying that? What's the thing that's sucky about it for him? He was trained. <laughs> he was trained by his it's your dad, fault, right? <laughs> by his dad on how to subscribe to shows that he could listen right. very simply. He says, I have to go this and this and this and I get this. I click five things and. And if I'm not in a good internet connection, it's it buffers and, you know, so. Right. So yeah. it might, I'm like, you know, he hasn't listened to radio. <laughs> he doesn't listen to radio. Rob. Yeah. Now, somebody that does studies is going to say we're wrong. But honestly, only old people listen to radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, here comes here here it comes. <clears throat> that wouldn't be funny except for the uh, the demographics prove that correct. Right? Well, actually no. If you listen to the infinite dial, I am wrong. <laughs> Really? Well, you look at the study, radio still has a huge listenership across lots of age groups. So Yeah, but is it declining in the younger demo? Well, you know, we'll, so. we'll we'll let Tom announce that, you know, but you Or know. is it the growth of the amount of older people? I mean, I think we are c coming into a time when there's going to be more older people than there are younger people, right? So yeah, well, the boomers, I'm the last, oh my God, date myself. I'm the last year of the boomers. Yeah. So 1964 is the last year of that you can officially be recognized as a boomer. Right. So I didn't have a choice when I was born. So God, I say that I sound, feel so old. <laughs> there's a, you know, there's a lot of people that are saying there's huge opportunity for catering to boomers right now. There's a lot of disposable income there. There's a lot of, I mean, that demographic or that age demo is pretty powerful in our society right now about, you know, advertisers wanting to reach them. Oh, that's right. Mike says, you don't have to use Spotify to listen to Rogan. That's right. That rogue feed is still out there. Rogue feed. There's rogue a, feed? oh, there's someone has created an RSS feed for Rogan's oh. show. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder how that's gonna how long that's gonna it's last. It's lasted so far. Hasn't been taken down so far. Wow. What what hosting platform is that on? Or it is was, it just a Mike, what was the uh what was that link? We talked about it months ago. Where where's that link still living? I, I, I forget, but we talked about it in this podcast. Right. But yeah. <laughs> fans are you know, I think fans are awesome because Here's what they do. And it, it's, yeah, it's it, all of us race to our um, hosting platforms and do a search for Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, <Right>. probably. Um, <laughs> yes. Right. Send the link in the show notes, Mike, if you can. Um, right. The, or in the, in Facebook, the, uh, 
fans are wonderful. So, you know, if someone says you have to listen on Spotify, a fan goes, no, I don't think so. (laughs) And they wait to the, you know, they reverse engineer whatever they've done and they make an RSS feed that works and they still get it the way they want it. So hundred million dollar deal. You know, I just showed the flushing of a toilet. There's a working around. Oh, he says, I don't remember. He's looking. So, oh, you're subscribed to that feed. Shh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that we should share that. We have though. We did share it before. Oh, did we? Yeah, we did. So cat's already out of the bag for people who have been listening for a while. You guys can go back in previous, previous shows and find it. I don't know where, but, (laughs) but we're, you know, so fans are, are going to help spread your message if you're limited distribution. So maybe technically Rogan's still a podcast because of this rogue RSS feed. It's out there. Right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, you know, that's up to Spotify to decide what they're going to do with that. Maybe they can't. It's the genie's out of the bottle. Maybe they just hope it doesn't get too much publicity. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> So I guess uh, Amazon Music podcast launched in Canada now, so yep. they're up there. And that's oh, a pretty big get. That's a pretty big market for um, Google Home. Yeah. So I, we haven't really talked a lot about Google Home over the time period, but they're they're a good platform for. Well, when listening they when they break one, if they break one percent, we can talk about them. Right. <laughs> When it comes to consumption, right? Right, right. I was having a discussion with, um, how should I say this without getting in trouble? A future (laughs) podcast platform. A future podcast platform. Okay. A future place where you'll be able to get a podcast. Right. Okay. That will remain unnamed or I will be in big trouble. Right. I think and, I know what you're about to say. And so I said, all you got to do is get to 1%. I said, 1% is success in the podcasting space. Yeah. And in all honesty, I said, I don't think you'll have a problem getting there. <laughs> <laughs> and without well, going in, without going into. We can into- talk about this after. After we announce. And I won't go into too much detail. Maybe, well, again, I'm not going to say too much because it's going to maybe clue people in. But I did mention to that group, I said, Rob and I talk about some platform that's coming online. I said, but we can't tell each other that we know which platform that is because we would technically be breaking an NDA. So I said, when you talk to Rob next time, you can tell him I said that. And they got a big laugh, you know, so. Right. Yeah. So any speculation from the audience who this is? Who do you think's coming to podcasting? Oh, Todd, don't. Yeah. Don't put it in. Don't put it in Facebook. Don't (laughs) say it either. Even if. Oh, never. I would never say it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So it's. We walk the line. We haven't done, um, we have said nothing wrong. That's true. That is true. Yeah. And I will not and it was like being in the Navy when I was had access to classified material. I will never right. I will not confirm or will I not deny? Because <laughs> denying is the same as confirming. 
so I will not confirm or deny. <laughs> so um, Matt Deegan, who's the guy that runs the the two um, podcast awards, the Australian podcast awards and the British podcast awards. And he's actually been involved in this new radio days, um, event that's coming up. Um, I guess he had a article or something that he posted and he, uh, or, or was quoted in a verge article talking about Elon Musk's appearance in clubhouse. And he said, the clubhouse isn't about audio at its worst, I'd say the content is basically the annoying self-promoters from <laughs> LinkedIn given a microphone to talk Absolutely. to the echo chamber. So there you go. I Take think, that for what it's worth. I think it's pretty close. Because you, you get on a LinkedIn person's mailing list. Right. You will Spam. get You will get an email five times a week. That and they they start taking offense if you don't respond to them too. Right, if you notice, right. well, like, what's, yeah. what's wrong with you? How come you haven't responded to my email? Have you noticed that too? The emails are getting more, more aggressive. They're really aggressive, right? I I had a Comcross is desperate. I had a Zoom representative, sales rep, basically said, "Fine, you don't want to talk to me. I will not email you anymore. Fine." He wow. was, he was, I was just like, delete. Wow. 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 Right. Fine. You know, that's the kind of aggressiveness. Why haven't you, you know, five emails in a week? Why haven't you responded to me? And I just reach up and I go, Marcus spam. Right. You know, I think there is a feeling of kind of, you know, that if someone reaches out to you in these social platforms, that it is a moral obligation or a, courtesy obligation that you have to respond. So it's becoming more and more like that. That's the feeling that I'm getting. There's this big mystery. People want to follow me on LinkedIn. I have no problem following people back. Right. And they said, I couldn't find your email address. (laughs) (laughs) You must not have looked very hard. I'm like, it's Todd at blueberry.com. You know, right. it's, or, you know, oh, that's your address. Mine's right on my, my, my blog, right, right in, Me I too. mean, it's publicly it's, out there. Right? So people are, and, and then they get offended when I don't, re- okay, so you, you follow 20, I, I get a LinkedIn once a week and I follow the 25 that want to connect and, and immediately, boom, 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 at the bottom of LinkedIn, I get 15 messages from these people, mm-hmm. uh, pre-produced messages. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, X, X, X. I just, I X them all. Right. It's the worst part of marketing I've ever seen. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. Well, it's playing a guilt card with right. your prospects. Right. And, which is really kind of a weird twist of the psychology. I always thought that, you know, as a salesperson, you, you build um, trust and rapport, not shame and, <laughs> as your motivator right so yeah and it's and i i, I you know I, I i usually just delete them but every once in a while we've gotten on some list of people that are want that thinks blueberry will want 
paid blog post on our website. And once mm. you're on that list, what are you doing up here, Kitty Cat? Yeah, or I get people, I don't know if you, I think maybe, oh, wow, okay. I think you probably get this too, but I get emails from people that are, that see that there's a piece of content hosted on our platform. Yeah, yeah. And think that they want to do on that, put a guest on that show right, or right, they right. want to do a link exchange or something like that. And they just don't understand that we're, you know, we host 80,000 shows it's, or something. It's, automa <laughs> it's an automated machine. Right. And right. I immediately hit spam on every one of those. Right. Some of them pretty persistent. I've emailed you five times on this and you haven't responded yeah. to, you know, to change this link or whatever. I'd be like, spam, spam, spam. Hit that enough times then. So Todd, do you think this is a valid statement? I, I'm reading this off of a blog. Um, and before I tell you who it's from, I just want to just pose the question to you. Is the podcasting space um, have a vast graveyard of great content that went undiscovered? Oh, I, I fully believe that. Okay. I think I'm just curious I, what I, your thoughts were on that. Yeah, I think there's a vast graveyard of great content. I think there's a vast, not even graveyard, there's a vast amount of great content that is not being discovered. A vast amount of great content. So it's this dilemma between, you know, you can create great content, but that doesn't guarantee it's going to find its audience. I can usually, is that what you're saying? I can usually go to that website. I've, so I, again, I'm doing these podcaster consults. I'm trying now to listen to the shows beforehand. Mm -hmm. You are being naughty. Now get down. <laughs> Wants attention in a big way. Little does she know tomorrow she's got an appointment with a vet. Uh oh, yep. So, uh, her days of being able to make, she's only four months old, five months old. Her days of being able to make kittens are, are over as of tomorrow morning. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, um, no. So going back to the, I think what it is. And I keep talking about this is that you have podcasters that are only doing the fundamentals. They're just doing a show. They're not spending no time on show notes. They're not spending no time on their websites. They're not doing really, and maybe they do a little social, mm -hmm. but it's, it's restricted to the inner circle. They're not giving themselves an advantage to be found. It really goes back to podcast 101. Half the battle is just doing a few things right. Right. And it's not complicated, but just a few things. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So that's, you could make the case that that's the number one issue in podcasting, right? Is, um, yeah. So you, you can put all this effort into coming up with great, a great show, but unless you have a way of <clears throat> getting well, it out to people, to find it. But here's the thing. Sometimes and it's just, just being in a catalog isn't enough. Right? Sometimes it's just two guys, two ladies having a conversation about mm -hmm. a specific topic or they've, they've got a series of stuff that in many retrospects goes to core of podcasting where it's like 
man, mm-hmm. you get in deep with them. It's like you're sitting right there at the table, right? Right. And you're leaning, you're, you're leaning in, you know, you stop typing on your keyboard. You're looking, you know, you're with them. Right. And after having listened to so many shows after so many years, nothing, what I always say is, oh, that's a great show. Make a note about that. Great show. Great show. But what I never did before was follow up and go to the website or go to their, you know, look at their metadata of all the stuff that they're, they're doing. Mm-hmm. Someone that wants to make a lot of money in the podcasting business, just teach the fundamentals. Be a consultant that just teaches the, not the show recording fundamentals, the fundamentals of just the podcast one-on-one stuff. Because I, oh, I had a conversation that was, it basically said, well, they should do that. I said, they don't know to do that. Right. I, I said, we have to tell them to do that. They don't know to do a specific thing. Right. So I said, if they don't know, someone's got to tell them. Right. Not everyone, Rob, I, I grew up as a country boy. I have a little city savvy. I'm still a country boy at heart. I have to use Grammarly to check my spelling on anything that I submit, put out. Yeah, I do the same thing. I use Grammarly too. I, yeah. I was not, I didn't get a marketing degree. I never went to school for broadcast. Mm-hmm. I, I turned wrenches and built airplanes. Right. I knew none of this. So, and I still probably only know 10% of what I should know. I have someone say a marketing turn to, to, marketing turn to me and my, I, you know, I glaze over. I said, what are you talking about? What is that? So, right. but over the years, we've learned enough and, and just podcasters just don't know the basics. And sadly, some of them don't care. They want a big audience, but they don't want to do the work. Right. Like listen to this show every, you know, twice a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think it's a fundamental problem with growth in the podcasting space. Yeah. And it goes beyond just, uh, you know, following on social or putting out tweets There's or more to it. Yeah. Right. Right. That's just the, the entry point. That's not the and, spectrum. And guess what it is? Work. Grind. Yeah, it is. Grind. Yeah. Grind. And if you've got a full-time job or you've got other responsibilities, you know, some people don't have time for it. Got to grind. Got to grind. Right. My show has seen a little decline in listenership. I've actually been watching. I've, But what have I haven't been doing? I haven't been doing all the extra stuff I should have been doing with the show. Well, you were your marketing was your efforts around like CES. Right. And that was the gift that keeps on giving, feeding the new, right. The new people into the platform. So it's the same with us, with this show. I mean, a lot of the onstage live events at the conferences we were doing was bringing new audiences to the show too. And I don't know if we've plateaued in the growth of this show because of that too. Right. Right. So So we're already at time, believe it or not here. Um, but, what was else in that article? You wanted to say something else? Well, I was just going to mention, you know, give credit 
uh, where credit's due here, um, Stephen Goldstein mm. uh, from the the Ampla Media um, folks, our website. Mm-hmm. The, he, he posted an article uh, talking about um, – here, let me pull up to the top of the – says why a podcast without a strategy is likely to fail. That's the premise of the whole article. Well, it's and it it's not a complicated strategy. Right. But you do need to think about it and set some goals <clears throat> and have a focus and a reason Rob, for what when, you're doing. When we when we formed Tech Podcast right. Network as as discombobulated as that was and, right. and getting it's like herding cats. We still made huge inroads because we followed a couple of simple tenants, cross right. promotion, talking about the network landing page. That was just one of 20 different strategies we all used to, to yeah. build audience. Right. And I don't claim to be an expert in building audience by any means. I have my own struggles with my own show, as I've just said, but right. And another quote in here from his article too is say in in the vastness of podcast choice, launching another anything similar to something else, right? It's basically, if there's a bunch of other shows out there that are doing the exact same thing that you're doing, the likelihood uh, is pretty high that you're going to fail. And I love that not a lot of people are creating tech shows right now. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, it. <laughs> It is a genre that had, had a serious decline. Uh, absolutely. And I, Hey, I'm, right. I'm reaping the benefits of longevity. <laughs> right. Because things come and go, things right. come around too. I think in a lot of ways, what we're seeing in the world right, right now is, is, a, uh, th- you know, things coming around, you know, it's like podcasting, right? We were in it early, but we also went through a dip. Guess what? It's coming sure. back again. Sure. So. You know, if you stick with things, things usually work out. Usually, not always. Right. Well, I guess we're at the yeah, we're at the, we're at the expiration hour. Yes, we are. And I've still got like forty emails in my inbox. I started with one fifteen, and I could never get to the bottom of it today. So. Yep. So, so I'm gonna still gonna we're gonna get Jordan. Harbinger on here and Stephen Wilson. Yeah, let's, um, let's try to get them get, booked up here in the next week or so. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and get both those guys. Well, I, Steve will probably come mid month, and I can get Jordan on probably before that. So okay. I'll shoot for probably next couple of episodes. All right. For, yeah. Awesome. All right, everybody. Todd at blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. I'm on Twitter too, at Rob Greenlee. And you can send me an email, robg at lipson.com. And I also have a website, robgreenlee.com too. And if you so, so oh, go ahead. Do you think, Todd, uh, looking into the future, how important is a, you know, I know, I know the answer to this. I mean, I mean, a website is important, but I just think, I, I'm just trying to think 10 years from now. Do you think a website is still going to be something that's going to be something that people use or are we going to see more of a merge between web apps and web in the web? I think consumption will happen 
com- well, completely in apps. But discovery is still going to be, I can't see websites going away anytime soon. Or is it what we're seeing in the world happen right now around crackdowns on platforms? People are waking up and reverting and putting websites back up when they didn't have before and putting up so communities th- too. There's there, what's happening in the world today is kind of maybe reverting back to more open platforms. <laughs> a little bit. I, I tell you, I wish right. I was the, the coder of a, um, I wish I had a Facebook clone. <laughs> right. Yeah. that I could launch on my own website. I think there's such things, you know, Mastodon and other things, but they're not as sophisticated, but <laughs> so, so coming back is it, it, that's another example probably. Right. And it gets back to the same thing with podcasting, right? It's the open nature of the medium is where, where the strength is, not the weakness. Right. Yeah. We'll see. You know, yeah. I have no idea what the winds are going to, how the winds are going to blow, but I think people have gotten a wake up call that big platforms basically present the message they want and you might be stuck in a no friend zone. Yeah. And they may have every legal reason to do that. And it's but no, no, it's not even, it's, it's not even right. about controversial content. Right. Right. It's just, it's just they, the nature of proprietary con, uh, platforms, right? They want yeah. stuff that drives likes, like, right. like, like, got to have the like, got to get the sugar fix. So. so you take the good with the bad. Yep. All right, everybody. We'll see you back here on Saturday. Yes. God, I can't believe okay. it's already Wednesday this week. So uh, I know. everyone be by. safe and uh, be good and have fun. And, and if, if you're someplace is sun shining, enjoy the sun. Right. Get warm. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. All right. Talk to you later, everyone. Okay. Bye. Bye.